The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just ain't specific enough One son died, his spirit is revisiting us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it go down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day, when the glory comes It will be ours, it will be ours Oh, one day, when the war is won We will be sure, we will be sure a hero facing the league of justice his power was the people enemy is lethal a king became regal saw the face of jim crow under a bald ego the biggest weapon is to stay peaceful we sing our music is the cuts that we bleed through somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany now we right the wrongs in history no one can win the war individually it take the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy welcome to the story we call victory the coming of the lord my eyes have seen the glory one day when the glory comes it will be
Jericho and the walls come a-tumbling down. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho and the walls come a-tumbling down. You may talk about your king of Gideon, you may talk about your men of Saul, but there's an unlike good old Joshua at the battle of Jericho. Up to the walls of Jericho, he marched with spear in hand. Go below them rain tones of Joshua cried, cause the bad lamb in my hand. Then the lamb ram sheep horns begin to blow, trumpets begin to sound. Joshua commanded the children to shout, and the walls come a-tumbling down. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls come a-tumbling down. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls come tumbling down. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom. Oh, freedom over me. And before I'd be a slave, I'd be buried in my grave. And go home to my Lord and be free. Freedom, oh freedom, oh freedom over me. And before I'd be a slave, I'd be buried in my grave and go home to my Lord and be free. Everybody, oh freedom, oh freedom. See it, sister. Yeah. 
Good morning. My name is Katia Fort Roden, and my pronouns are she and her. I am a member of your Board of Trustees, and it is my great pleasure to welcome you here to worship with us at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Columbia. As we begin, we honor the Piscataway people and their ancestors, as it is upon their land that we reside. We also, we are served by the Reverend Paige Getty, minister, as well as a talented and dedicated team of religious educators, musicians, and other professional staff. Much appreciation goes out to the many lay leaders and volunteers whose incredible efforts and dedication help keep us connected, especially during these troubling times. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, whoever you love, and whatever your faith tradition, you are welcome here. We particularly welcome any guests joining worship this morning, and we encourage you to fill out the visitor's form in the lobby or online, and unfortunately, we are not in the lobby today or in, the, in our sanctuary. So look for it in online and in the comments section, most likely. As a reminder, today is Sean Griffin's final day here at UUCC. And I individually wish I had more time to get to know him. If you haven't done so and you would like to, please sign the kudos board, email your well wishes, or make a donation to the congregational gifts to the congregation for gifts for Sean. More information can be found in the order of service. A note from your board of trustees. At our past at our meeting this past Tuesday. We heard a mid-year financial update from Sean. We approved updates to three policies, built a collective vision for racial equity at UUCC during our spiritual practice, and agreed to create a board procedures guide to help track internal processes. You'll find all the details of these items and more in our Good Governance blog post coming out soon. And I would like to hand you over to Robin Slaw, our Director of Religious Education. Good morning, everyone. My name is Robin Slaw, and I am your Director of Religious Education, and I use the pronouns she, her, and hers. I wanted to talk to you this morning about some really important legislation. The Unitarian Universalist Legislative Ministry of Maryland will be advocating for two important pieces of legislation in the current General Assembly, and they need our help, especially from our children and youth and families. And this is a time-sensitive action, so Ms. Kelly and I are hosting a special virtual UU Kids for a Livable Planet action next Sunday at noon on Zoom. We're hoping that children's messages about why they care about climate change will help pass these important laws and actions. So we'll be talking about why these actions are important and how kids can help. And then Ms. Kelly will lead us in some crafts that we can do at home with stuff we already have at home. And then parents, once your kids have created their art, which can also be a song or a poem or really anything that expresses their hope for a livable planet, we'd like you to record them on video explaining why they care and we'll collect the videos that will go to our elected officials in Maryland. So please join us next Sunday at noon. 
We have a fun time planned and help us with UU Kids for a Livable Planet. Thank you. Good morning, UUCC and friends and guests, everyone gathered this morning. My name is Paige Getty. I use the pronouns she and her, and it is my great privilege to serve as minister of this congregation. And to be with you together today, even virtually, as we do our part to minimize transmission of this ongoing contagious strain of COVID, we do hope to be together again soon. You can find the order of service online using either the link in the chat or the QR code that will appear on your screen. And if you're a guest today, as Katya said, please do complete the visitor form so that we're better able to, to stay in touch with one another. During our service, midway through, we'll be honoring personal joys and sorrows from the congregation. So please send yours via email to joysandsorrows at uucolumbia.net. And remember that even remotely, you can participate in some of the worship rituals that we enjoy here in the sanctuary. You can light your own flame, whether or not you have a chalice to put it in. Honor your joys and sorrows with your own bowl of water and pebbles or marbles or beads. So go ahead and gather your supplies if you don't have them nearby already. Many thanks to Kelly and Hannah and the tech team and John and Katya and Mary and all who are supporting this service as volunteers today. 
And a special welcome to UUCC newcomer Danny Long, who's here in the sanctuary with us this morning and will be offering a piece of special music. It's Danny's first time as a worship presenter among us. We're very glad to have you here. It's MLK weekend when in worship and in other ways, we honor the legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Minister, leader, prophet, black man, who insisted that a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So today we honor that legacy in word and music and also with a call to action, a reminder about how all of us have power to address ongoing injustices and inequities. In our gathering as a worshiping community, we also are mindful of those who are affected by the volcanic tsunami in the Pacific this weekend, those who are threatened by impending military invasions where they live, and those whose lives were threatened and whose peace of mind was disrupted yesterday when Congregation Beth Israel in Colleyville, Texas was violently invaded during Shabbat services, which should always be sacred and safe spaces. Together we hold it all. So let's take a deep breath, settle in, and open ourselves in mind, in heart, in body to this worship experience. Good morning. My name is John Harris, and the chalice lighting words today are words from Reverend Dr. Rebecca Savage. We light our flaming chalice as a beloved people, united in love and thirsting for restorative justice. May it melt away the tethers that uphold whiteness in our midst. May it spark in us a spirit of humility. May it Unite in us radical love that transforms our energy into purposeful action. This, a chalice of audacious love, a chalice shines a light on our shared past, signaling our intention to listen deeply, reflect wisely, and move boldly towards our highest ideals. Thank you, John. And now will you all join in speaking together our congregational covenant as we affirm our commitment together to upholding those highest ideals. Strengthened by our common humanity and inspired by our seven principles, we promise to be a safe and welcoming community, to nurture each other's hearts and spirits, to delight in the beauty of our diversity, to struggle together on our spiritual journeys, 
and to challenge each other to live our values. Thus, we pledge our time and vigor to the continuing celebration of spirit, of the world, and of humankind. And now you are invited to unmute yourselves if you want to and say hello to everybody who's gathered here, more than a hundred households. Hi. Together. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Good morning again. Today's story is about creating change, big and small change, and the power that we all have to make a better world. And as you watch this video, I hope you'll think about where you might fit in this story and what kind of change you can help create, maybe in your neighborhood or in your school or somewhere in your world. Change is important. We need some of it. Tech team, will you play the video, please? Change Sings, a children's anthem by Amanda Gorman, illustrated by Lauren Long. I can hear a change humming in its loudest, proudest song. I don't fear change coming, and so I sing along. I scream with the skies of red and blue streamers. I dream with the cries of tried and true dreamers. I'm a chant that rises and rings. There is hope where my change sings. Though some don't understand it, those windmills of mysteries, I sing with all the planet and its hills of histories. I hum with a thousand hearts, each of us lifting a hand. I use my strengths and my smarts, take a knee to make a stand. I am bright as the light each day brings. There is love where my change sings. I show others tolerance, though it might take some courage. I don't make a taller fence, but fight to build a better bridge. I talk not only of distances from where and how we come, I also walk our distances to show we are the same. I'm a movement that roars and springs there's a wave where my change sings. Change sings where? There, inside me. Because I am the change I want to see. As I grow, it grows like seeds. I am just what the world needs. I'm the voice where freedom rings. You're the love your bright heart brings. We are the waves starting to spring for we are the change that we sing. We're what the world is becoming, and we know it won't be long. We all hear change strumming. Won't you sing along? What I really love about this story 
is that we can start by creating change in ourselves. We can dream, we can hope, we can sing, we can help. I love this story for the way that we can imagine a change and start tiny and grow bigger. So I wonder how you might change, how, how you might choose to sing for change in your world. And I hope you will tell me what your actions are. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. We are getting ready to sing together a hymn, a hymn that is published in one of our Unitarian Universalist hymn books, Oh Freedom. It's an African-American spiritual originating after the Civil War within communities of people who were enslaved in the United States. Michael and I considered thoughtfully whether we ought to sing this song today. After all, our congregation is predominantly white, filled with individuals who are more likely to be the descendants of enslavers than of those who were enslaved. But in the end, we decided to sing it on this day when we honor a complicated history and affirm a shared commitment to cultivate peace and justice and a United States in which every human being is truly free. So with humility and in solidarity, we invite you to join in singing, O oh Freedom. as we commit ourselves to acting in solidarity for justice everywhere, we pause for a moment to combine the power of our financial resources for making good impact in the world. As Michael again offers his gift of music, you are invited to give of your financial gifts. The instructions will appear on your screen. Thank you for your generosity. 
During worship each week, not only do we give voice to our personal joys and sorrows within the community, but we also drop individual stones into a communal bowl of water to represent the way that each life and each story ripples out and touches us all and is held in our collective embrace. So as Michael places pebbles in our communal bowl of water here, you're invited to share in this ritual at home as well. And now just one last stone for all that we are holding among us without words. May you be held in a loving embrace. Thank you, Michael. Will you join me now for a moment of prayer and reflection? Great spirit of life and of love, we are grateful to have arrived at yet another Sunday together. In a world of chaos and fear, where we're facing injustices all around us and personal loss and grief and a deep, deep weariness about it all. May we know moments of healing and of hope, of strength and of courage. And may we offer the same to one another when it's needed. And may we continue to take one step, one movement forward, living with love and with hope. Let's now share a moment of quiet and stillness to honor all the prayers among us. Amen. Blessed be.
All of the music selected for this morning's Legacy of Audacious Love was either inspired by Martin Luther King, written in his honor, or a hymn tune or spiritual beloved by him. For the offering, I played Balm and Gilead, one of Martin Luther King's favorite and most inspirational spirituals that helped carry him through times of trouble and challenge. This morning's prelude at a certain church from the collection titled Scuppernong, Three Pieces for Country Folk, is by the African-American composer John Work. For those of you who might be curious, Scuppernong is a large, succulent, greenish-white grape native to the South, in particular, North Carolina. John Wesley Work was an acclaimed 20th century composer, educator, choral director, and ethnomusicologist whose graduate thesis in life's work was devoted to research on African-American songs. Perhaps his most important contribution was a collaboration with the Archive of American Folk Song at the Library of Congress when he set out to document the music of African-American folk culture of the Mississippi Delta region. I regret to say that our wonderful Chalice Choir has had to return to a rehearsal hiatus at least for the month of January and perhaps longer until the recent COVID variant has run its course and it's safe for us to meet once again. We are fortunate that we recorded a couple of extra pieces back in the fall that we have not yet presented to you as anthem videos. So this morning we offer the familiar gospel tune and anthem, Soon and Very Soon by Andre Crouch, which you'll hear and see after the sermon. Crouch, who died in 2015, was described as the father of modern gospel music for the way in which he combined traditional gospel elements with more contemporary idioms. I'm thrilled to share that for this special service in honor of MLK, UUCC members Lori Coultry and John Harris have collaborated to present images and information about several important historical civil rights figures, some of which you may not even be aware. We are grateful to John for these submissions and for Lori's work integrating them into our anthem video. In addition, Lori has created an exhaustive resource document to accompany this endeavor, which you can find linked in the chat. And if you'd like to read about these, more about these and other important civil rights figures, this document will eventually be available on our website. Our village is indeed full of creative and wonderful contributions all around. I hope that our choir can continue to provide rousing and inspirational gospel music and spirituals in worship. We will continue to ask the proper questions and frame these kinds of performances in the most respectful way possible. I also feel that it is important that we sing this music together as a congregation. As the scholar and activist W.E.B. Dubois and contemporaries remarked, spirituals can provide a means for effective communication across racial dividing lines. They are one of our nation's greatest cultural gifts to the world and represent a sacred connection to the suffering of many individuals. 
even though there is often sorrow and sadness contained within, present are also themes of resilience and overcoming, affirmations of triumphs of the human spirit. In the song, Deep River, which I offered for the meditation, the River Jordan represents the last formidable barrier to freedom and simultaneous metaphor for a peaceful and restful afterlife. As the text goes, I want to cross over into campground. May we all sing about the need for freedom as long as barriers to true justice remain. As the late Congressman John Lewis remarked, freedom is not a state, it is an act. Finally, sharing a special piece of music this morning by the contemporary band U2 is a relatively new face to our congregation, Danny Long. Danny will be offering his own original and slightly more contemplative arrangement of the song Pride in the Name of Love. It's always a pleasure for me when I find out about new members who are also musicians in their own right, and like I've been known to remark before, they just keep walking through our doors. So thank you in advance, Danny. We are lucky to hear you share your music with us this morning. You may not be aware, and this was news to me, that U2's song was inspired by MLK, a book titled Let the Trumpet Sound and a biography of Malcolm X led the lyricist Bono, in addition to collaboration with member David Howell Evans, known as The Edge, to ponder the different sides of the civil rights campaign, the violent and the nonviolent. In the song, which was U2's first top 40 hit in the US, there's reference to the April 4th shooting of King and the lyrics riff on the themes of martyrs, peace, and love, painting pride as a universal concept of understanding, awareness, and respect for humanity, as opposed to using the word in an arrogant or boastful way. The lyrics, free at last, they took your life, but they could not take your pride, is of course a reference to Martin Luther King's legendary I Have a Dream speech, but actually dates back to a much older spiritual. This song could be considered an ode to all of those who have sacrificed themselves for the greater good. Love 
out in the Memphis sky. Free at last, they took your life. They could not take your pride. In the name of love, what more in the name of love? In the name of love, what more in the name of love? In the name of love, what more in the name of love? In the name of love, what more in the name of love? Thank you, Danny. In an interview for On Being in April of 2010, host Krista Tippett asked Archbishop Desmond Tutu, is it right you were 63 years old when you voted for the first time? What was that like? Tutu responded, how do you describe falling in love? I mean, people asked then when we voted for the first time, it was an incredible experience. For you, going to the ballot box is really a political act. For us, it was a religious act. It was a spiritual experience because you walked into the polling booth one person with all of the history and oppression and injustice and all of the baggage that we were carrying. And you walk and you make your mark and you put the ballot into the box and you emerge on the other side, and you are a different person. You are transfigured. Now you actually count in your own country. Hey, I mean, it was really a cloud nine experience. We were transformed from ciphers into persons. For Tutu and other black South Africans who'd so long been denied the right to vote, going to the ballot box was a religious act. We were transformed from ciphers into persons. It's so easy for us, I think, us North Americans, especially we who are white, we who do not face significant barriers to participating in our democracy. It's easy for us to distance ourselves from this anecdote out of South Africa, a place far away, a place we can characterize as foreign, other, a place where that evil of apartheid prevailed for too long and finally now has been conquered, a place that's not at all like our land of freedom and liberty. It feels good to hear this story about how the archbishop and his people finally were allowed to vote, how it felt like falling in love. To imagine it's a story not only from another world, but from another time, from history, long ago. But today, as we remember and honor Dr. King, we are called to heed the message of those who are carrying his legacy forward, including his family, 
who insist that there must be no celebration without legislation. They remind us our leaders have a historic opportunity to restore and protect our right to vote by passing the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. From the Civil War to the Jim Crow era, the filibuster has blocked popular bills to stop lynching, end poll taxes, and fight workplace discrimination. And now it's being used to block voting rights. The weaponization of the filibuster is racism cloaked in procedure, and it must go. There's no time to wait, they say. We honor Dr. King with action. It's not just South Africa. It's not just long ago. It's not ancient history. We don't honor Dr. King simply by sharing feel-good, I-have-a-dream quotes. We honor Dr. King with our justice-making action. In an opinion piece this week, columnist Charles Blow wrote, at a CNN town hall in July, President Biden said, the American public, you can't stop them from voting. That statement, says Charles Blow, was patently false. You can absolutely erect effective legal barriers to ballot access. Even a cursory reading of American history reveals a long legacy of extremely effective voter suppression and intimidation. And you and I have been watching it happen over and over around the country as state legislatures pass laws that make it more and more difficult for people to vote, especially people who are already marginalized, who have limited resources to overcome the barriers that are being erected, and who are less equipped to fight the forces of dominant power on their own. Last week, Derek Johnson, who is president and CEO of the NAACP, wrote, January 6th is not merely about former President Donald Trump's failed grasp for everlasting power. That day also showed the fragility of our democracy. And it would be hypocritical for either side of the political aisle to blame the other. White supremacists attempted a coup live on national television to block the counting of presidential election votes. And now, the party in control of both houses of Congress has failed to get legislation to the president that would protect the voting rights of Americans. They could do this alone, but a select few are choosing to sacrifice this dire civil rights concern for the optics of bipartisanship. In 1963, while he was incarcerated in Birmingham City Jail, Dr. King wrote a letter to his fellow clergymen in it, he asked them to act boldly on behalf of their human siblings, their black human siblings. In that letter, he said, I have almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's great stumbling block in the stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's counselor or the Ku Klux Klanner, but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you in the goal you seek, but I can't agree with your methods of direct action, 
who paternalistically feels he can set the timetable for another man's freedom, who lives by the myth of time and who constantly advises the Negro to wait until a more convenient season. Nearly 60 years later, the white moderate is at it again, still, in 2022, in the form of President Biden, waiting until the 11th hour to make an impassioned speech, as he did this week, in the form of Senators Manchin and Sinema, in the form of any leaders praising the value of the filibuster or of bipartisanship over the absolute right of every American to have protected, easy access to the ballot box. No celebration without action this weekend. We commemorate the legacy of Dr. King by taking action in this historic moment when the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act are on the line with actual potential to be passed if the will to act among the political leaders who claim to be progressive. There are several things that every one of us can do today and in the next few days to influence that political work, that political will. Kelly is going to put some links in the chat as I list these things that you can do. So get ready to cut and paste or to take notes. Just last night, Reverend Kathy Ryan Starr, who is a key leader in UU The Vote, shared with ministers that it remains critical to call your senators and invite others to do the same. Despite public statements by Senators Manchin and Cinema, of which none of the content is new, and what you might be seeing in the headlines, Kathy reports that we are full steam ahead with a vote scheduled for Tuesday on the voting rights legislation. Apparently, Manchin is looking to Senator Warnock as the next MLK and has been talking with him, which is hopeful. Cinema is saying she is very concerned about the fall of our democracy, so they are both leaving the doors open to get this done. We have to keep the pressure on them in any way that we can. So, you, you, the vote has a call the Senate link that makes it easy to make these calls by you enter your information on this website and it connects you according to zip code and gives you words to say. So that's the first thing Kelly's putting in the chat, the call the Senate pass voting rights URL. And note that that URL is case sensitive if you're typing it yourself. Do you have friends in Arizona and West Virginia? Urge them to call their senators or volunteer to be part of phone banks through the Side with Love campaign who are calling voters in those states and urging them to call their senators. Call your own senators. Even if they are fully on board with this legislation, it matters to have a flood of supportive messaging. Are you on social media? Use the hashtag, we want voting rights. Here in UUCC, read the link message that was published Friday on this topic about things you can do this weekend to advance voting rights. Go to the forum at 11.30 this morning that Mary is going to tell you more about in just a few minutes. It will include some information from Ken Crandall about how to be involved in action steps.
for ongoing work, not just today and tomorrow, connect with the leadership of the King family at deliverforvotingrights.com. And register with our Unitarian Universalist organizers at Side With Love and UU The Vote, because they will contact you so you don't have to go looking for information when there's information and an opportunity for direct action. In the Washington Post recently, columnist Sam Rosenfeld wrote, whatever the causes, today's mixture of ordinary and extraordinary politics underscores the notion that the American Republic is more likely to perish with a whimper than with a bang. Not through violent insurrection, but through the piecemeal subversion of another closely fought election. On this MLK Sunday, let's honor Dr. King's legacy by acting vigilantly, courageously, audaciously, with love. One of the greatest problems in history, Dr. King wrote, is that the concepts of love and power are usually contrasted as polar opposites. Love is identified with a resignation of power and power with a denial of love. What is needed is a realization that power without love is reckless and abusive, and that love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice. Justice at its best is love correcting everything that stands against love. Let's act, UUCC. Let's love audaciously. Amen. And now that presentation that Michael promised, prepared by our Chalice Choir with special contributions from Lori Coultry and John Harris, please note that there is intentional silence, both at the beginning and at the end of this video. So at the beginning, you're not gonna hear sound until you see Michael appear on the screen.
My name is Mary Rogers, and I'm presenting this Green Minute on behalf of the UUCC Climate Crisis Team. The racial justice issues raised at this service are directly linked to the cli climate crisis. Why? Because the climate crisis disproportionately adversely affects the poor and the less powerful, while it disproportionately caused by the rich and powerful. The UUCC climate crisis team will focus the first half of 2022 on climate justice and those affected by climate change. We would like to ally with other individuals and groups to focus on one topic per month to support those who are most affected by climate change, such as youth, immigrants, people of color, and women and girls. If you have ideas about how we might best support people affected by climate change, we would love to work with you. Please join our forum, Social Justice Impacts of the Climate Crisis on Zoom at 11.30 this morning. In the second half of the forum, we will discuss legislative advocacy, including the Environmental Human Rights Amendment, our own UU legislative ministry in Annapolis, and one important action you can take today to support the Freedom to Vote Act. The Zoom link was in the chat. Hope to see you at 11.30. Thank you. You'll join me in singing our closing hymn, Step by Step. We close with the words of Senator Reverend Raphael Warnock. There is no question that voting rights is a moral issue. I have often said that democracy in a real sense is the political enactment of a spiritual idea. This notion that each of us is a child of God and therefore we ought to have a vote and a choice in the direction of our country and our destiny within it. And so when we defend voting rights, this is much larger than a political exercise for me. It's really about the dignity of everybody's humanity and our ability to build a future that embraces all of us. Amen. Be well, UUCC. Take action, and we'll see you next week.
The name of this tune is Mississippi Goddamn. And I mean every word of it. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. Can't you see it? Can't you feel it? It's all in the air. I can't stand the pressure much longer. Somebody say a prayer. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee made me lose my rest. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. This is a show tune, but the show hasn't been written for it yet. Hound dogs on my trail, school children sitting in jail, black cat cross my path. I think every day's gonna be my last. Lord have mercy on this land of mine. We all gonna get it in due time. I don't belong here, I don't belong there. I've even stopped believing in. Don't tell me, I'll tell you Me and my people just about do I've been there so I know You keep on saying, go slow But that's just the trouble Washing the windows thought I was kidding, didn't you? Picket lines, school boycotts, they try to say it's a communist plot. All I want is equality for my sister, my brother, my people, and me. Yes, you lied to me all these years. You told me to wash and clean my ears and talk real fine just like a lady and you'd stop calling me Sister Sadie. Oh, but this whole country is full of lies. You all gonna die and die like flies. I don't trust you anymore. You keep on saying, go slow. Mass participation. You 
Life is fair and God hears every prayer And everyone gets there ever after She thinks love is love And if you work hard, that's enough Skin's just skin and it doesn't matter And that her friend's older brother's gonna keep his hands to himself and that somebody's gonna believe her when she tells But what are you gonna tell her when she's wrong? Will you just try and say it's been that way all along? What are you gonna tell her when she figures out That all this time you build her up just so the world could let her down? Just let her pretend that she could be the president Would it help us get there any faster? Do you let her think the deck's not stacked And gay or straight or white or black You just streaming anything can happen What are you gonna tell her when she's wrong? Will you just try and say it's Worth a sacrifice Can you look her in the face And promise her That things will change What are you gonna tell her Maybe you can't Cause there 